Welcome to the blank space where we just swaddle ourselves in a hundred blankets. All right, Mr. Who Has Shitty Heat. I'm making a tent out of blankets. I'm going to heat myself exclusively through throws. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally am a fan of having a lot of blankets. It's something that I personally uh, support. Is <laughs> I'm very, very, I'm very pro pro blanket. Ah, tell me, tell me, how do you feel about the big blanket industrial complex? I mean, I, I'm a pretty big, I'm a pretty big supporter. I'd say uh, I, I've fiscally supported them pretty, uh, pretty regularly. Mm, I, uh, I, I might go to the dollar store and get a new blanket uh, every few months or so just to keep them onto my bed. I I got this wonderful one. Also, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. This is the new year. This is 2020. We survived 2019. Only to have a shitty 2020. Oh, yeah, you know, I stepped outside, and the world hadn't changed that drastically, so I was like, oh, well, all right. It's still... Yeah, it's still, still, still trucking, trucking along. It's 2019 still part two. Much. Anyway, yeah. for Christmas, I got this lovely, <laughs> super warm blanket, and I'm just loving it. Like, I, I Typically, my home is not, like, super heated all the time. I really should buy, like, a little heater next to my computer. That, that probably would be the best. But for the time mm. being, I'm basically sitting swaddled in like three blankets, and I just love life with it. It's it's great. I, Is it like one of those weighted blankets? Oh, I want one of those, but I'm, I'm that's one of those rich people things. I I us lowly folk can't get yet. <laughs> I uh, actually this one's a little heavy, so like it's not a weighted blanket, but I'm gonna call it a weighted blanket. I uh, I've it's down all your hopes and dreams. Uh, it's actually picking up my spirits. It's picking up my spirits and giving me hope that the warmth comes again. It will not be 30 degrees outside one day. And now that I've said 30 degrees, we're going to get someone from Nevada being like, you have 30 degrees, what about us? Our colds are 50 degrees. Now we'll get someone in Michigan like, ours is negative 20. That's the fun of it. Now we'll get someone right? from Alaska who's like, what is cold? What is warm? There's only one steady temperature. Eh, it'd be nice to have it more steady, but eh, you know that's the spice of life, my man. Have you ever Granted, over over the holiday? I was in a place that was much warmer than here, so I'm just gonna sit back and hate on Anthony for a minute here. You you talk about your wonderful vacation. I'm just gonna swaddle. Yeah, you know, I went down to Florida, Florida for the for the. Nice little PTO weekend I had. Week I had. Man, I wonder what's going on on Reddit. It's oh, <laughs> a cute cat. Oh, you're, you're just mad that uh, that I can throw axes and shoot guns oh, man. while I'm in Florida. That's a cute cat. That's, oh, you know what if I what if I told you I was surrounded by six kittens while I was down there? He did. What, what, that... With a car down there? Oh my god! Wow. No, please tell me about your vacation. I'm very interested because you, you basically the last time we talked, um, you made it sound like you had basically gone and had like a movie adventure down in Florida. Yeah, I mean, I did have a fun time while I was down there. I visited some family, reconnected, and such. Uh, it was kind of nice because my aunt, uh, she 
she fosters kittens. Mm. So there are basically six kittens running around the house, and they were adorable. And honestly, I'm a sucker for those sweet little faces. Oh, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. But also went axe throwing and shooting, and those two things usually don't go along with kittens. I mean, true facts. Um, what were you shooting and throwing axes at the same time? Uh, no, that that sounds like an intense day. Were you shooting throwing <laughs> axes? I mean, with one picture I had, you might think so, but no. <laughs> Can that be the picture for this episode? Uh, you know what? I might just make that the picture. Can you, like, that, but... really, really shittily MS Paint, like, with a gun in your hand, like, a, a, a an axe on the end of that gun, <laughs> like a bayonet? Maybe. Maybe. I might try that. Uh, essentially, for those that don't know, which would probably be most people, um, uh, I ended up going axe throwing through the axe, and I ended getting the handle, handle stuck in the wall, not the axe head itself. That was pretty great. I, for one, am very proud of that. And also, I think it's very emblematic of who I am as a person. Uh, <laughs> it defines me as a person. It really, the picture speaks to me, man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I saw that picture and I was like, I've never seen this before in my life. And I think axe throw, throwing is done for the rest of eternity. You've thrown the, <laughs> the hilts of the axe into the wall. It was one was, of the small ones, though. So, like, it's not like you had like a big woodsman axe that you threw into a wall and the and the hilt got in there. Oh, that was that was that was a foot and a half axe. Foot and a half, but we're not talking like one of the big ones. Like you go in the wood, you go in the woods and chop like logs with it. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right about that. But it, it's impressive nonetheless to see. Mm-hmm. I've I've got to take you axe throwing sometime. That'd be fun. I, over the years, I've known so many people who have worked at axe-throwing places, have gone to axe-throwing places, like, adore that idea. Like, I, I just have never gone myself, and it seems like a lot it's of the, It's the sport for somebody that doesn't want to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you've defined me as a person. Uh, also, you know, it's kind of weird. Uh, I went shooting, and... Um, it was not an amazing time. Oh, really? What happened? Well, I mean, it wasn't a bad time either. It was just like, oh, well, I, I've done this now. <laughs> this is a thing that has happened in my life. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I, I've shot like a bunch of rounds, kind of a decent shot with it. And it's just like, uh, yeah, well, that happened now. I guess I got more respect for guns, but it's not like I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. No, it was okay. What'd you fire? Uh, let's see. Well, I, I mean, I guess anybody that really cares about guns is going to laugh at me. I shot a twenty-two mm-hmm. and a thirty-eight. Mm. So, the twenty-two rifle and a thirty-eight revolver. Yeah, it, I, I, I don't know anything about guns outside of what I've learned from video games. So, like, that's very impressive. You fired a gun, a real live gun. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. How many men I had to did go you kill in the next day? Did you kill? Oh. Did you kill fifty men? I uh, I killed the silhouettes and, and a gravestone. Oh, no. You told me about this before. I want to elaborate on this. This was like a stone, like a like a, like a a grave you shot. Like... Uh, no, no. They're like paper cutouts. They have like a bunch oh, of Oh, okay. 
Okay, audience, I was under the impression that, like, when he had told yeah, me otherwise, he had like, shot a gravestone, one, I, I, I immediately was like, oh, no, well, Anthony has desecrated a corpse. Well, I guess we have to end the show or continue it, which just this is, is the idea. But I don't think we've found I don't think we've uh, found our demographics yet in the three seasons we've had this. <laughs> People are going to be listening to this ten years from now. Be like, why didn't they make a podcast about desecrating bodies? Why didn't they make a podcast about going into graveyards? I want that. Yeah, so I'm not into that. I'm just I'm putting that out there right now. I want I want my name cleared. I'm going to ask like a friend or two who are familiar with guns, like. How shooting like like a gravestone would react? I imagine it would be like just like it would just like, ricochet. Do you, do you know people that just shoot gravestones? Like what? Well, I, I know people who have fired guns before, and I know people who who know the materials that gravestones are made of. So, like those people should. Some talk. would call that that stuff stone. What? What is this? No, I mean like. Like, gravestones are made of stone, but the particular type, I'm wondering how that would react. Anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole that neither of us are qualified <laughs> to talk about. I'm just going to find out, and maybe for the next show, I will have feedback. Maybe. It, uh, the track record of this show, I will not have any feedback for next show, but I will attempt to. We might have somebody that will randomly listen, though. Yeah. And just, like, kind of snark at us. If you are If you are listening to this part in the podcast right here... And you want to tell me, me in particular, Andrew, about this about this particular topic. I need you to tweet at me and say like, uh, say like Golden Honey, and like tell me all about it. But you have to start the tweet with Golden Honey, okay? Um, do you do you have enough? Do you, wait, you use Twitter? I don't have a Twitter. Oh. I probably will never have a Twitter. Don't tell yeah, the audience. I, I, Don't tell that's, them. Shh. Okay. Shh. All right. Don't tell them. Cool. There's a secret uh, between me and you. Uh, oof. So remember, mm. tweet at me that particular phrase that mm. I've already forgotten and tell me about what would happen if a bullet hit a gravestone. So, uh, New Year. New Year, New- 2020. Uh, starting off with a bang. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, I think you made a no, joke about shooting nope. guns, but I'm nope. not entirely sure. But yes, New Year, okay. 2020. It's an exciting year. It started off great. Um, yeah. I actually wanted to bring this up uh, very briefly. Okay. I have um, I have New Year's resolutions that I want to make. But mm. in the back of my head, I feel like at some point on this show, we've talked about New Year's resolutions. And I feel like I'm just going to repeat the New Year's resolutions that I'm currently about to tell you. Okay. <laughs> so I apologize to the audience if I've I already that, said these before. That does imply that you usually don't complete your New Year's resolutions. Ah, that is where you're wrong. Okay. My New Year's resolutions are never anything that have a particular end goal. Okay. They're never like, I want to lose 50 pounds, or 
Um, I want to make this much money in the next like two months. Like my goals are usually kind of more vague. One mm-hmm. as like an out, so that when I don't effectively don't do it, I um, I have an out <laughs> where I can just be like, ah, oh, you know, there was no end goal there. But also like, I like the idea of having a goal that is not necessarily like something that you finish. It's just something you continually work on. So I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking in like nebulous. Is it kind of like a yearly appraisal that you do? Then is that what you're getting? At? Say it again. Is it like a yearly appraisal that you that you do then? Well, I, I guess in particular, like the things that I want to do as New Year's resolutions are usually things that I've started and stopped over the years anyway, and I just want to get back into it. Like, okay. um, like going to the gym is obviously an easy one for me, but like, I I I. I want to make a, an effort to like actually go back and try to get fit or like just get back into a rhythm of doing it. But that's not the one in particular I want to talk about. The one I want to talk about is my attention span. So I feel like I am terrible at watching shows and watching movies and watching media that I really enjoy. So, like, I, I'm, I'm a huge film buff. I love film and TV and the medium of film as a whole. And I feel like I've watched very, very few movies and TV shows in 2019. Like, sure, I've gone out to the movies a, a bit, and, like, sure, I've seen a couple of shows. But for somebody who really likes film, I have not kept, like, I've not kept up with anything at all. So I want to make an effort this year to try and watch a new movie every week. That's intense. Is it? <laughs> I th- I think so. I you know what though? I I usually have so many other things that I'm running around to do that but that's what... I never considered be just like devoting 2 hours. Well, that's the thing. Like I I'm kind of the same way where like every day I'm pretty packed with things I want to do. Mm. But this is something that I really enjoy and I consider like an integral part to me. Okay. And I don't do it. <laughs> and I just don't participate in it. Um, so okay. I'm trying to fix that. I'm trying to make it so that I sit down and watch movies and television shows and like try and be up to date on these things. Because um, I mean, a little behind the scenes. Before we had recorded, you had mentioned you want you uh, have, if I had seen The Witcher, which is mm-hmm. at this moment culturally relevant. People are people are talking about it. People are interested. It is. I would like to point out that I think it's your homework. It it will be, and that, that was something I was going to mention. Was I'm going to at least start the series, but by the next time we talk, but th- to bring it to bring it to the New Year's resolution, like I feel like. If I were to watch Witcher on my own time, I would just wait till next year and be like, oh yeah, Witcher, let me check this out, why not? Mm. Um, pretty much everything I watch, unless it's in theaters, is not recent. It's not like I'm catching like that's... something brand new that just came out. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I know, I usually just don't go out to the movies myself, unless I'm either going with someone else, or somebody really prompts me to go out. Uh, I know I usually prefer watching shows over actual movies themselves because usually uh, I can either pick up or drop a show kind of instantly. But if like I'm sitting down for a movie, 
I'm committed. There's two hours that we're agreeing that we have to go through, you know? Yeah, but I think that's the thing that, like, I'm... I mean, I'm stuck in the headspace of. I'm like, oh, I have to commit, like, two hours to a movie. I can't do other things for two hours. And I feel like that's, like, that's like the wrong headspace for me to be in. I'm not saying, I'm not, okay. not saying for you. I'm just saying for me, like, this is something I really enjoy doing. And, like, analyzing film and, like, thinking about it. And I can't do that if I don't watch movies. So I, I, I'm looking at it from the sense of, like, I have a boatload of movies I want to see and I should see, and I'm not doing anything to chip away at that list, so I really should start. Okay, yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, so 2020, hopefully next week I will come back with a movie I've watched. I've already watched, actually, a movie or two this week, but tell you, tell you what, let how about you? Do you feel like you're, uh, you're you're interested in making any New Year's resolutions? For me, I don't do New Year's resolutions. Um, it, it's not something that I think is good for me. Because if I wait to New Year's to make the resolution, that means I was just trying to put something off. And I'm just going to keep pushing it off once that resolution d- time comes anyway. So it's more like I have like a running tally that I work with that I'm trying to improve upon. So it's more along those lines for me. Um, Like, for example, I want to do more writing. So it's more like I have that in the back of my head constantly. And be like, have I done any writing this week? Have I done anything along those lines, right? Or I have this one thing at work I want to continually improve on. So I try and, you know, take extra steps. It's like I keep I keep adding to the running tally in my head of what exactly do I want to improve upon. I don't really write things down anywhere of where I should. It's probably a good idea to do so. But it's more like these initiatives on the day-to-day that I keep trying to push myself forward with. So that that's usually how my resolutions go. Because whenever I've tried it at the year end, it's been like, okay, I'll just make resolutions for the year end and not for the rest of the year kind of deal, you know? Yeah, and I, I, I get that. I, and I, I try and make, res, I, not resolutions, but I try and make goals for myself over the course of the year to do. But I feel like there's something that fits well within my own brain that, like, at the end of the year... You look back on how the year went and what you wanted to com- wanted to accomplish, and twenty twenty mm-hmm. is almost a fresh start for all that. So the way I see it, I'm like, if I wanted to start something, January first, twenty twenty is the time to do it, because otherwise, when do you want to start it? Um, like for example, like all these movies and like shows and everything I've been collecting over these years. I feel like I just keep going to people and saying, like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that eventually. And instead, like, I, I've said to myself, like, this this year I want to try and get to that. Instead of just saying, like, oh, I'll watch it eventually when, when, when the time comes or when I feel like it. I just want to sit down and do it. Yeah, I know uh, part of the reason that I kind of dislike the, the resolution stuff is... It, it kind of feels like you're waiting for something to happen instead of just like getting into it. Mm. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's kind of the reason why 
I didn't do, we didn't do the podcast for such a while, at least on my end, was because I was waiting for like this moment where I was going to be like, ah, yes, now feels like the right time. And the truth is, there's usually not a right time to take an initiative. I mean, sometimes there can be better times, but really it's just about doing it. It's about just getting started. It's about pushing yourself to actually get something done mm-hmm. instead of waiting for that most opportune time or that time some time off in the distance. Though I, I still feel it is good to be able to have like a ref, like for the New Year's to reflect on, oh, what did I get done or what did I do better or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, definitely. Um, I... And I think that's important is to say to yourself, like, I want to start this now. I'm not waiting for some arbitrary date to do it. But Mm -hmm. if you plan something out, you can kind of look at it and say, I can put nice little end caps on it. I can can say, like, for the month of January, um, I'm going to read this book. Like, I want this book done by the end of January. And you've kind of set, like, a, like, a, restriction on yourself you said like i want to finish this book within the 30 days of january january is 30 days right 30 Mm. day 31 day within the 31 days of january i want to read this man that's that's what calendars are for yes um but like without without that like constraint i feel like i would just be like oh yeah i'll just read this book eventually um i I do, I do like the idea of just hunkering down and getting something done, but something in my head kind of works nicely to say, like, you know, like, I should just get this started. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I think a lot of it just comes down to is what works better for, like, an individual person, because I know that might work better for you, might not work better for some others, and it the, the most annoying thing is that, ha, what, we're, what we say might not even help you. Both of methods might be wrong for the person that's listening to this. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I, I mean, I do think your situation works better for most people, though. It's just to kind of do it. Like, don't don't wait for some arbitrary thing to happen. Don't be like, oh well, I'm gonna wait for the the tenth of the month to do this. And it's like, no, no, no. Just just do it. Just start it now. Like, what are you waiting for? If you're get waiting you, get on your Shia LaBeouf memes. Yeah, <laughs> just do it. Um, if you're if you're if you're waiting on something, what are you waiting on? Is it something that is integral to you doing the thing? If it's not, then just do it. Just start it. I uh, I did that kind of last year, and I put the plans on hold, but I started to teach myself coding. Um, mm-hmm. One because it would be beneficial for my job, but two, like that is that feels like a skill that would be really nice to have for life in general. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of started it on a whim one day. Um, I put that on the back burner, but that is certainly something I intend to go back to at some point. Okay, I think that's a that's a good initiative to take. I know I've been trying to at least get a little idea of how coding works, like at least the general. I want to know what I don't know. That that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you on that. So okay then, let's let's reword the question then. So not what is your new year's resolution, but what is something you want to start in the next month? Mm. Uh probably get together a few pitches for a D&D game. Mm. When's the last time that... you ran a D&D game actually? 
It's been it's been a few years actually. Hmm. It's been at least two, maybe three years since I've run a D and D game, hmm. and I absolutely love doing it, but uh, I just haven't just because well, school has taken up so much time, work has taken up so much time. But again, it's just coming down to if I never find time for it, then it's never going to happen. Yeah. And I at least like to get into it. At bare minimum, it helps get the ideas for when I try and world build out into the open. And that's always a healthy thing creatively. So. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. D&D is something I eventually want to go back to, but I don't even know where I'd start. Like, I have the books, I have the materials, I have everything. It's just like, where do I start with it? And also, like... You know, maybe I'll just invite you to the game. Knows, but like I, I guess I guess my thought process is like with so much going on in my life, making time for this podcast or making time for movies, like to wa- sit down and watch like a two-hour movie, is easier yeah. commitment than saying I'm gonna commit uh, ten hours a week to D and D writing, um, making character sheets, uh, getting people together, playing it doing it again next week yeah it it just feels like a little bit more of a commitment to me but oh that's that's why you got to go bi-weekly my man bi-weekly weekly feels so much nicer Mm, yeah true true you get burned out too quickly on once a week yeah you honestly can because uh, sometimes you just need a day to not deal with people and that's great (laughs) (laughs) here's that first anthony hates his players Look, I I like my friends, but I don't want to be around them all the time. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to be around me all the time, Anthony? I'm confronting you just, right here and now on the podcast. There, there is a max amount in which I can just deal with people, and then I am just overloaded and need a long time. I'm writing to the Hollywood reporter right now and saying, Anthony doesn't want to be my friend anymore. I'm glad you've taken this well. This is, a, this is how I should take it. This is where, in our notes for the show, it said we were going to go, me mad at Anthony for not wanting to be around me 24 hours a day. Look, man, I, I don't... I mean, I'm fine. Like, if you swing that way, but, like, I I personally don't, and I just, you know, I I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm, I'm not... I'm just not that into you. Fine. Compromise. 23 hours a day you may leave for one hour you're not you're not you're not picking up the message i'm trying to convey i will start a stopwatch and you have to be back at exactly the one hour mark but anyway i'm glad to see you had a new year's resolutions (laughs) i thanks i i I, I guess like it's good to see that like you want to bring back a dnd game of some sort because like it Mm -hmm. that's a good creative outlet like that's how i've always felt about dnd is like if you want to be a writer or if you want to be like if you're really into role play or something like that dnd is a perfect outlet for that and if you want to get i mean i mean even for those that just like the write for fun and don't want to ever do it professionally that's also a great option myself yeah because you know there's no money in dnd what are you talking about? I know Matt Mercer is the richest man on the planet. T- t- tell you what, if I release a module and it makes 
a whole ten dollars. I'll give it up. I'll give it all up and pursue that as my passion. You know what that means, Anthony. I'm just gonna buy your module for ten dollars. Uh, it's gonna be ten Bitcoin. Ten. I didn't. Ten dollar redos. Ten dollar <laughs> redos. But yeah, we have New Year's resolutions, people. Hold us to it. Ask us, or tweet at me regularly and ask me all the time about how what's, my movies are going. What What's the what's the Twitter handle? Um, at chumbucket444 dot city. That's my Twitter. Okay. That's my, that's my ad. I don't, so that doesn't seem like it's a, a very big identifier right there. I'm not that's very specific. It's a very specific mm. Twitter handle. Okay. But I'm going to try and make this transition work. You know what okay. would be you know what would be great about Twitter you know it's great. Ah fuck it. You want to talk about you want to talk about Philly. <laughs> All right, we can we can we can we can talk about Philly. Uh, let's 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 just jump in, into that. That's where we need to go. Do we, do we? Probably not, honestly. Like we could, we could probably end it right here, and this would be this would have been an okay podcast. Actually, we probably would have stopped like thirty minutes ago, and it would have been a good podcast. No, gritty demands it. All right. How do you feel about mascots? I find them absolutely terrifying. What? I soil myself every time one walks towards me. I mean. Okay, I've known I've known kids that have done that. I want to tell you a story. Okay, wait, there's a story. Okay, I'll tell you a story. All right. Have you ever seen the video of that cheerleader who's like on a football field, and a shark mascot runs up and eats her? Yes, I've had yes, nightmares man. about that for seven years. <laughs> I can't sleep. I can't eat. I've been sustaining myself off of water this whole time. It's it's so good they allow you to work from home. Um, <laughs> I'm skin and bones. I'm not allowed to leave the house for fear of sharks outside my door. I I'm perfectly fine with mascots. How do you feel about mascots? <laughs> I think, I think they they are fun things. Yeah. I think they are fun things that can be very emblematic of a city. Uh, let's 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 be honest. Uh, okay, so F- Philly has a few mascots, right? Right. We have we have Drake, we have the Drake from for Drexel University. Mm-hmm. We we have the Eagle for you know the Philadelphia Eagles. Isn't isn't like Penn State like a lion or something like that? Maybe, maybe I I don't I've never really followed Penn State so. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, let's see. They have the Philly fanatic for baseball. Mm, my favorite. Uh oh wait we're uh. We have the dog, right? I think it's a it's a dog for the for the basketball team. Dog? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I don't follow basketball at all, so like I'm I'm I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't realize the basketball team had a mascot until uh, I was looking up doing research for our topic here and I was like, Oh, I was just looking for, you know, pictures of the star of this show. Uh, <laughs> gritty. Let's be honest. 
I think we've all met a gritty. <laughs> Some of us are gritty. <laughs> I think I think I I know somebody from Philly that kind of embodies gritty a little bit and may have eaten, you know, a Philly taco. Oh, so no. <laughs> the scariest of things. You're familiar with what a Philly taco is, right? Yes. Yes. Please tell the fine folks at home about a Philly taco. A Philly taco is an abomination, and this is something... <laughs> Don't judge it that harshly. It is, oh, it is, okay? Look, and you can make it worse, too. It's an abomination that I... This is what I think Gritty lives off of. Uh, it is a pizza, okay, with a sandwich... Not just any sandwich, though. A cheesesteak in the middle of it. And you wrap that cheesesteak in the pizza. Like a whole pie. That is a Philly taco. And you eat it all. It's nastiness. It's it's disgusting. It's it's 100% what Philly is. I'm scared. <laughs> it, is, it is kind of a scary thing, I'm not going to lie. But honestly... It's a it's a pretty intense thing. I've seen a man eat it in one sitting, and my respect for him did drastically decrease. But T is still a friend. <laughs> I like I like the idea that you sat there as your respect for this person just plummeted, and then you're like, I still love you as a friend, man. I can't I can't not love you. I just I mean, want to be look, nowhere near you. It's like watching somebody eat a small animal. Like, you just, you're in awe. You, like, it's possible. Pause, sure. pause, pause. <laughs> you, you, you didn't think it was going to happen. Who? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen this in my life. One was the animal living, and two, who? Who are okay, you? Look, look, look. Uh, I'm using, I'm using uh, descriptive words if you will. I feel that like this is an experience. I feel like this is not this is not a this is not a metaphor. Alright, fine. I was using hyperbole. Ah. I think that's how you use that word. Ah. But the, the point remains. Philly tacos dear God. They're terrifying. I feel like I feel like, do you mind if I tell people who are not aware of the story of Gritty? Do you mind sure, if I tell the sure. story? Re regale, regale the children. Okay. Just double checking. Was it the Wells Fargo Center is where is where the, the is where they play? We're not we're not Fox News. Nobody's fact checking us. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm getting all the facts right. So the story goes that one day they were doing they were doing construction underneath one of the stadiums of Philadelphia. I think it's the Wells Fargo Center, but I can't remember. And while they were doing construction, they unearthed a being. They unearthed a goblin underneath the floorboards. And this was gritty. A giant mess of orange fur brought into this world through means unknown. Maybe through a hell portal... Maybe through the horrible decay of a cheesesteak left somewhere it shouldn't have been. Who knew? But once he came out, the owner adopted him and kind of turned him into the team mascot. 
now just a crazy goblin we found under a stadium is one of our mascots that the world knows. In all fairness, people hated him when he like the first day. What? And then everybody else started, and then everybody else started what? making fun. Of him. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Pause. Okay. Who, all right. Who hates gritty? Okay. First of all, only people that aren't from here now. Um. But everybody did not like Gritty at first. And then people outside of Philly started making fun of him. And then we adopted him as our firstborn son. <laughs> as, as man of the city. <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty much how it went down. I... Was that this abomination came out of the earth. Everybody hated it. And then we realized other people hated it. And then we loved it. I feel like <laughs> I felt the love on day one. I just think people showed their love in a non non constructive way. <laughs> I think people just like uh, didn't quite know how to handle Gritty at his worst. <laughs> and I won't say that we ever will get to his best because he definitely will never get to his best. But I think he's at his best, mm. and we just gotta have low expectations to be happy with ourselves. Now, hear me out. Okay. Here we go. Okay, alright. I have not had Gritty make me a cheesesteak in front of me mm. and hand it to me, but not in my mm. hands, directly into mm. my mouth. That okay. is the best Gritty can be. Though I don't, I don't feel like I disagree with what you're saying. Uh, I feel like you're asking for a lot here. For one, Gritty doesn't seem like the one to make a cheesesteak. He feels like the type of person that asks you to make it. He asks you to make the cheesesteak so that you can give it to you, and then not give it to you. Are you assuming that Gritty can speak? Uh, no, uh, he's. It's, it's mostly going to be a lot of rude pointing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's how that conversation is going to go down. Just, just, just. <laughs> We have a lot to talk about with what we like about Philly and what we don't like, and I feel like Gritty is monopolizing the monopolizing the conversation. You're right. Um, you're right. Uh, I think Philly does have like a lot of nice, cool things, mm -hmm. and it does really when when you do look at other places, it kind of makes you realize what makes your place special. And the fact that you live in city limits—that's what makes it special. <laughs> no, that makes you special anyway. <laughs> Um, what it, it, it's stuff like the Mummers Parade that that we have, which is uh, this tradition from Polish immigrants that came over and has basically warped into this kind of celebration for New Year's and these strange bands that come out every New Year's that kind of put like a a lot of what's the word for it weirdness. Yeah, I guess weirdness. They're basically just like street shows that like have higher production value and they just parade them all around town. It's kind of fun. <laughs> you know, I have a theory. Yeah. I have a theory. Sorry. <clears throat> I have a theory. Mm -hmm. So, okay. are you aware are you are you familiar with First Friday over in Philly? No. So, First Friday is when the kind of art community of Philly opens up opens their doors and kind of like has a free showing of all the different stuff that they have like 
a bunch of like smaller museums and like street performers and all this stuff just kind of start doing stuff on um i think it's south street i don't remember entirely but they um they basically come out and show like the coolest stuff they've made the new stuff they've made all the interesting stuff but also the really weird odds and ends of philly like I remember one in particular. I was walking around with my dad when I was a kid on the streets of Philly. And in particular, there was a guy in trash bags running around the street and laying down on the sidewalk pretending to be a giant pile of garbage. And that was his art installation. Mm. I feel like the mummers evolved into First Friday. (laughs) I feel like like First Friday... (laughs) Was like, man, what can we do with, like, what can we do with, like, um, all these, like, mummer costumes and, like, the creative energy we have for the rest of the year? And First Friday kind of was born from that. I think that's kind of fair. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of fair. Uh, I, I think it's interesting just because each city seems to have, like, their own sort of, you know, feel and actual culture to them. And you don't typically think of it as like culture you just think of oh this is what i've grown up with this is what's just around you kind of deal but at least like when you get to like some of the bigger cities you know they actually do have like a bunch of traditions and a bunch of like kind of fun stuff that they do or just stuff you've been surrounded by all your life and you've just never been aware of it until you start looking at what other people do in other cities or you know what they do in other countries around the world you're like well they have fun festivals over there what sort of stuff do i have around me Mm. and yeah. What do you feel like Philly's culture is? Because mm. I have an answer, but I want to hear yours. It's somewhere between the fanatic and... No, it's somewhere be- between Gritty and the Drexel Drake. <laughs> I feel Elaborate. like it's both of those things at the same time. Elaborate like, a little bit. There's, there's this very, um, uh, for lack of a better word, gritty side to Philly. That's kind of uh, that's kind of personal. It's kind of its own thing. But there's also like a b- bit of like class to Philly as well. That's like it tries to be smart and it tries to like be up in the world as well. But it's definitely both things at the same time. Because like you have things like the, I mean they have to grease the dam, <laughs> the light poles every time the. The Eagles win the Super Bowl, right? I was going to mention it. <laughs> don't climb that. I was going to mention it if you weren't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Philly's culture is is entranced in this. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like Philly has a rich culture of being like one of the founding cities of America, and very yeah. recently, all we've been known as is the people who try and burn down Philly anything good happen anytime anything good happens. Yeah, and it's but we also have like all the art museums and all this culture like historical stuff around us too. It's like we're both the person that's going to cl- climb the grease pole, the greased light poles, and actually make it to the top. You know, that not only did they grease them, but people went up them anyway. At the same time. <laughs> At the same yeah, time, and at we've the... had we have we have the like historical like um, realization of electricity and what it is to Ben Franklin. At the same time, 
We also have people who threw rocks and snowballs at Santa Claus one year because he was drunk <laughs> in a field. Like <laughs> Philly has a weird history. We have the art. We have the art museum that's t- down center, the central center in the city, right? Center I mean, city-ish, yeah. Yeah, there, there's so many different, like, museums and stuff around the city that you can just go to and enjoy. But there, there's so many different... I think that's the most unique thing um, about the city is there's so many different parts to what the city is. You can't really just say it is one thing. It is a thing of many things. And that's kind of what makes it special in a way. You can go to one part of Philly and... Though it is the same city, you can get a completely different feel of it. Yeah, walking around Center City is definitely not the same as walking around like on South Street or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I actually did door-to-door sales in Philly for quite a bit. So I have seen a good amount of the greater Philadelphia area. Mm. And it is just kind of interesting because I got a good feel of like, you know, what is Philly actually made up of, you know, what sort of people are around it and such. And I mean, I think the the biggest thing it taught me was just that people are people no matter where the hell you go. Yeah. People are going to be weird. People are going to be interesting and people are going to be different no matter what. I remember, I remember one time I was with a friend and we had gone into the city particularly in like the art district like where uh, University of the Arts Mm -hmm. is and the housing for all that is and the different people I met there were like because you'd expect like the stereotype to be true of like the art student and like the people who like would go to University of the Arts but like man I met so many weird different kinds of people there it it was it was kind of shocking to to find like all types in that area um Mm -hmm. like bringing their own like kind of like fun to what was going on in that building because we went into the university of the arts and like we ended up being in like a small student film that would just happen to be filming in one of the rooms and then somebody else was painting like these horrific nightmarish paintings in one of the rooms (laughs) and i was like what are you painting and they're like oh you know i'm just painting my feelings and i'm like okay well, I'm gonna <laughs> die here, but all right. Yeah, it was it was fun to kind of see like the what what makes up just this small part of the city. No, I think that's that's pretty fair. Um, Although at the is, same time, I will never go into the city when they uh, when the Phillies win the World Series. Or oh no, Eagles we stay away. We we watch that on TV. We we stay a comfortable distance away from the city comfortable distance as in an entire state away <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny we aren't technically in the city but it does feel like we're kind of part of philadelphia you know it's funny like the area we're in is basically considered like outer limits philadelphia but if you go to something like upstate new jersey like north northern new jersey they just consider themselves New Yorkers up there. Like, pretty much Central Jersey is the only area that's like, yeah, we're New Jersey. It's like, okay, cool, I guess. I mean, I'd say that's kind of the same if you go to the shore. Yeah, true, but also, like, I don't, 
This is one of those things I always wonder about. I don't know how many people actually live down the shore, like, year-round. I mean, there's enough. I mean, people live down at the shore, man. I mean, yeah, not, <laughs> not many, but, like, man, I don't know. The times I've been down there in the winter, it is it is a ghost town. Well, yeah, because they the people that live down at the shore can't afford to be on the boardwalk, dude. What are you talking about? They live on the boardwalk. Nobody's there. They just sleep on the boardwalk. Nobody can really stop them. Anyway, Philadelphia. Philadelphia yeah. is a beautiful city. It's where the Fresh Prince was born and raised. <laughs> I found out recently that Will Smith is actually from Philadelphia. I didn't know that. You didn't. You didn't listen to the to the theme song i assumed that was a character i didn't actually think that was a real that was really how will grew up hold on that's not an autobiography it's it's not (laughs) carlton isn't real i thought he was his brother what do you feel like is like the definitive like piece of media that philadelphia has because i can already think of a few off the top of my head hmm like, well, New York, like, one, like New York has so many movies based around it, and Chicago has its own style and culture. Like, the big cities of America have that. What does Philadelphia have? I mean, I guess we have Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> like, that's, that's definitively the gritty side right there. That is 110% the gritty side of, of Philadelphia. I'm waiting for them to, I don't, actually, they might have already had him on an episode, but, like, if they haven't, get on that. Come on now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't jump to the easy one. You jumped to It's Always Sunny. I mean, which one would you say? I I honestly, that's not even an answer for me, because I can't even think of one that, like, would be like, yeah, this is, like, the Philly movie. I mean, I guess there's Rocky, Yeah, I was going to say, Rocky, come on now. (laughs) The, the, The definitive Philadelphia movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. I, I guess I feel like recently that's not as that's not as common. Like people still love Rocky, but like I was definitely thinking back in like the '80s and '90s more than now. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never seen a Rocky movie. <sighs> they're good movies. They're not like my favorite, but they're definitely good, still really solid movies. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say we should watch them sometime. I, I, I okay. I I love two and four for completely opposite reasons two is a legitimately serious movie about rocky training up to be like the best fighter he can be and four is the story of rocky going to go fight communism and end the cold war and it's so good (laughs) both of them and I can't describe to you why, like they're 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 so good without seeing them. Four I mean, sometimes, man, you just want a bit of camp. A little bit. Four has, <clears throat> sorry, four has um, a robot that he gets for his personal trainer, that is like a butler around the house, but basically right. looks like an early Doctor Who Dalek. It's so dumb. That what? Yeah. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> it's I well, I was what I was going to say was Rocky is definitely one of the definitive like movies of Philadelphia. But funny enough, like I would point to a bunch of other movies as well that like 
represent the city of Philadelphia. Like, right, what do you, what do you Fresh got? Fresh Prince obviously is set like um, on Will's side of the family, like in Philadelphia. I feel like that was yeah. a big point of pride for that show. Like, obviously, it was set out mm-hmm. in like you know, uh, what's it called, like LA California. and all that. But um, you also have you also have like the most recent movie, the most recent DC movie at the time, Shazam. Shazam is oh. set in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, that's right. I have not seen that one yet. It's a really good movie. Um, it. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's really fun. I've heard from a few people I know who are like loyal, will always live in Philly people. That like you you can tell at some parts it's not like in Philly all the time, but there are set pieces at the art museum. There's all kinds of stuff going on in that movie. It's fun. I like it. There's also the movie Philadelphia, actually set in Philadelphia. That one's about, um, uh, let me double check this before I just start saying shit. I think it's a movie about Tom Hanks being a gay man with AIDS in, like, the 90s and figuring out what's going on with his life and talking to lawyers about, like, what's going on with his life. Hold on. God damn it. Philadelphia movie. <laughs> Cast. There we go. That's the closest I'm going to get. Yep, this is it. Yep, this is it. It's basically, yeah, it's a movie about, like, a, a, a gay man who lives in Philadelphia who is suffering from, like, HIV and, like, living through basically the 90s where it was a really hard time for everyone involved there. Um, yeah, okay. it, it's a really good movie. That's one that I would point to that, like, people genuinely should go see is like, a serious movie um, that also happens to be set in Philadelphia. And then, if you're not feeling a serious movie, just watch It's Always Sunny, and you'll get the feel <laughs> for, for where we live. I, look, I, I feel like that's a, that's a very unique show. I have trouble watching that show. <laughs> the problem I have is just that it's so long at this point. It's like, what, on season, like, 12, yeah. 13? Yeah, I mean, I, I can do it, like, in very short bursts. Like, I can watch a skit, and then I gotta walk away. <laughs> <laughs> why do you feel that way look man it's oof, i don't i want to keep my job so i don't want to talk about this show too much. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't want to talk about the pilot of the show the abortion clinic and that was the show <laughs> <laughs> uh oh god i need to go back and watch that but yeah you you're listening you were listening to um 65.8 uh, WKGR, your local... Um, Radios don't go that low. They don't. No, 65 isn't... That's not possible. Actually, it might be. We're, po- we're, we're podcasting for whales. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the country? <laughs> no. <laughs> Quick, Anthony, explain the joke to me. Go out on explaining a joke. The, the marine animal. <laughs> That's it, folks. We're done. We're gone. Bye.